it's time to raise the roof for our third spring training episode. Uh, it is just me and Gibby today, and we have our special guest here who I will introduce in just a second. Uh, Evan is not here, but he will be here on our next episode. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Wander Franco hit a ball that, that no one has found yet, so uh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that, among other things. Uh, but without further ado, let's introduce our uh, special guest. He is a senior writer for D-Rays Bay. If you guys don't follow D-Rays Bay, what are you doing? Go follow D-Rays Bay. They're a great site. Jared Ward. Jared, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing great. I appreciate it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, to start off things, so the Rays are still going in spring training. Uh, they just won today against the Twins. So today, this being Thursday, I got the date right. Yes, it is Thursday. So uh, they won on Thursday against the Twins. Uh, but the story of the last couple of days was one, uh, Major League Baseball's number one prospect and the Rays' best prospect, Wander Franco, who hit a ball, launched it into orbit, and the ball still hasn't been found yet. We heard unconfirmed that it went 547 feet. Now that seems crazy, but also there was a ball that Corey Dickerson hit a couple years ago that after rolling went 569 feet. So doesn't seem like that far out of the question, but Jesus, he hit it far. It's, it's, it's wild to see how, how, how far that ball went. And then there's so many things that even digest about, about that home run. Like I, I thought the ball was over the plate by the time his hands started moving. Like his hands were so fast to get to that ball, uh, which is, I mean, obviously why he's rated this number one prospect in baseball but i thought i i couldn't i couldn't believe the the bat speed and the hand speed on, on him yeah yeah i i'm i haven't heard a crack like that in quite a while um it was it was a monster hit um yeah it was a little it was a little inside um it was like right on the on the inside part of the strike zone i think um and he really turned that it definitely looked around. like he golf swung yeah yeah like, like, like he just teed off on it like, quite literally. like he's just at top golf like that's how easy it is for <laughs> And yeah, he, my other favorite part was he treated that like it was like a playoff game walk off home run, like like slow looking at the dugout, dropping the bat, pointing at the dugout. <laughs> like I was like, he's ready, bring him up, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he, he hit it. He hit it to the offices for um, his upcoming negotiations for his contract. Yeah, that's where the joke yeah. came in. There we go. That was a he, good he let joke. It hit that was the a roof. good joke. <laughs> I like that, Gibby. That was a good joke. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that pre-pod, so I was actually curious to see what the joke was. But that was that, you, you landed that one well, so I was very proud of you on that one. Uh, yeah, that thing. She, so I think because no one's found the ball yet, and he hit it that far, conservatively, I'm thinking that it went 440 or 450. I could be dead wrong because he kind of pulled it, and he kind of hit it. Like, it wasn't to the gap. It was more straightaway uh, right field. I, I still think at least on the fly it went 440. 450 somewhere around there yeah i think i think so i mean well i was listening to neil on the radio and he said 450 so i don't think that's out of the question at all 450 460 480 500 you know yeah 547 <laughs> i mean if he cleared it i heard some I, I don't know where i read it but i heard someone say that if he like if anyone clears the building straight up it's 550 Crazy. did it bounce off the roof though i i don't know because no one's found the ball so that True. means the ball's not on the roof and it's, it's still flying today i think. yeah yeah it's still in <laughs> inner orbit it's in the inner yeah, stratospheres it, yeah it's like that albert pujols home run in the playoffs against houston where that i think that thing is to pluto by now that ball was absolutely like if the stadium was open that would have hit the a building across the street yeah. that, that yeah, ball was sure. murdered yeah that absolutely. was that, that was brad lidge before you know 2008 brad lidge which is not good for us but that's fine <laughs> 
I wish we had that bread lid. Yeah, right. <laughs> we just teed up. But it is what it is. Yeah, so that was a, that was a crazy moment that happened. Obviously, today we got to see the Rays debut of Luis Patino on the mound. Yesterday, in, in yesterday's game, which would have been Wednesday's game, we also saw Austin Meadows go deep, which was a good sign. It was a second home run of the spring. I wanted to first talk about Meadows. So I he looks, well, A, I think he's gotten into much better shape. And B, he looks really good right now. And I don't know how you guys, how you two feel about him. Obviously, coming off of a season where he had COVID problems and struggled a bit at the plate and never really regained his 2019 success but things are I mean spring training doesn't necessarily always translate into success during the season but I feel like for Meadows I think it's going to translate into success yeah I mean it's it's got to be good that he's locked in this early you you know spring training doesn't always lead to success but it's always good to see that and I, I completely agree I think COVID kind of wrecked him for last year couldn't get into a rhythm couldn't get fully fully healed and things like that so um, it's great to see him because he is was a much missed and needed part of the uh, lineup last year where I feel like the offense kind of uh, fell flat. It's crazy to think the offense could be even better next year than it was uh, last year. Yeah, um, and- mm-hmm. that's insane. Gibby, you good? You, you're going to say anything about Meadows? <laughs> oh, I, I actually didn't even hear because my my internet went out for like two seconds. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Well, Austin Meadows. Oh, how you was, okay. Him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was good. It's good to see him like bouncing back. I think he's had, he's had home runs in both of his games, so, uh, both his spring training games so far, right? Or the ones I've seen. A couple of the games on TV, or at least the um, the last few games, he's he's yeah. gotten a few. But he's been he's, he's definitely been improving. Um, you can t- tell he's confident again. COVID did really mess him up uh, last season, and he was definitely much needed. If we if we had had 2019 uh, Austin Meadows in in uh, the 2020 postseason, it would have been a hell of a story. Um, so. I, so I'm, I'm glad that he's um he's kind of like coming he's he's uh I guess like he's back to where he is getting back to where he was you know um yeah yeah I yeah I really hope that he can regain that form I think that if the sky's the limit for him he's definitely one of the Rays best hitters if not their best hitter. <clears throat> If you take him and Lau into question, I think that Meadows is still the better hitter because Lau hasn't had that full season to actually uh, show off uh, his, you know, his full power potential. But I think that the two are basically one A, one B. So it'd be great to get a full, healthy Austin Meadows in twenty. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like All Star uh, Austin Meadows back. That'd be awesome. That would be that would be an ideal situation. But I wanted to so and then going over to Patino. So we only pitched the inning today, which mm-hmm. is fine because a lot of contact. That is true, but I wanted to get so for I'm I'm guessing both of you got a chance to see a little bit of the game. What did you think about his uh, first outing? It's it's always a small sample size, you know. It's it's especially for one inning. I think this is yeah. his first appearance too. Um, I'm not I'm not too worried uh, by it, especially with him coming in, new coaches, new area, new everything. Uh, not too worried about the the contact that he gave up today. But uh, overall, I was just excited to see him. He did pretty good. Uh, he gave up a double. You know, he didn't let it bother him. No, uh, uh, no, no runs scored on him. Uh, he was able to pitch contact on the next few pitches. Um, his his form's looking really good. Um, his pitches are solid. He's not like struggling to find the strike zone, mm-hmm. or like he he can basically put the ball where he wants to. It's and it's just more about I guess just trying to have more uh, swing miss. You know, trying to have some movement on on some more uh, more of his pitches. So 
He's know. looking. He's looking good. He's looking like he's going to be a valuable commodity for us. His his fastball had some ride to it, which I really yeah, liked. Yeah, it, it I had like some. That. It 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 looked it looked electric. It looked live. Uh, that one strikeout that he had uh, was it looked really good. So uh, promising signs for again one inning sample size, but promising signs for the future. The other guy in terms of players i guess to watch out for players that i think that we've wanted to look at is um uh other race prospect vidal brujan who has been featured uh middle infield so far in spring training again only a couple games played got the start today against the twins what have you guys from the games that he's actually been playing or, or like or like from the games that we've been able to see what do you guys think about what you've seen out of brujan so far i think he's got a little hit streak going right now i i do like brujan a lot he's He's always kind of been a little overshadowed by Wander Fran- Franco because, um, you know, they kind of grew up in the same area. Um, so it's kind of nice to see see what he's kind of made of, you know, and and, and maybe it's like, oh, this guy's pretty good too, you know. So it's nice it's nice having them both out there. But Fidel Brujan has been ver- producing really good for this team, and I think he's going to be an excellent add for our team in the future. I'm not sure when he's coming up. He doesn't. He doesn't look half bad out there right now. So I mean, it, it's it's pretty soon. Yeah, I think he. Um, I think it's really interesting that they are putting him in the outfield uh, for some of these uh, spring training starts. Um, I feel like our outfield's already pretty crowded, so uh, maybe the race knows something that we don't. Yeah, they <laughs> they said something like like uh, their outfield wasn't as crowded. I I I had the impression that their outfield was pretty crowded. But... Yeah, I I agree. I don't. Um, but you know, he comes as, as advertised, um, for a while, I thought Vidal Brufan might be the odd man out for, as far as just because we had so many middle, middle infielders in the game. And I was like, oh, he would be a great trade piece for a, an amazing starting pitcher or bat or anything like that, that the Rays need, but maybe, um, maybe that's why he's in the outfield is to help clear up some of that log jam and in, in the middle infield and, and get him more reps. But I think he comes as advertised. I think speed, his speed is great kind of not really for power, but I do miss the kind of contact um, thing, which I think Bruhan brings to the table. Yeah, I think that I think that he's good. Again, we're going to see a lot more of him and a lot more of other prospects over the course of spring training. So I think it's nice to see them in these early games get exposure to at least for the fans get exposure to these guys and kind of see what they're about. Uh, because I'm sure a lot, you know, not a lot of spring training games are nationally broadcast or I mean, even locally broadcast now because there's no real Rays affiliate that's close to the Tampa Bay St. Pete area. So it'll be nice to kind of continue to see them develop through the through the system and develop in terms of maturity to spring training. The other thing, I think, and oh, wait, sorry, my bad. I think Bruhan's actually might be a lot closer than we than we think, um, just because he last time he was at Double A. Um, so I could definitely, and he had 233 plate appearances, bat 266. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. WRC plus of 113 at double A. I could definitely see them starting in uh, Durham. And then who knows, injuries, trades, anything that happens, he, he could be up this year, uh, depending on how well he does at triple at, at A. But it's always good to see, see those exciting prospects um, early on in spring training. Yeah. So you think it's possible you see him after the deadline? I think I think that is definitely possible because I I I just don't know something's got to give with, with the Rays roster. Um, mm-hmm, so I just and I just don't know what what part is going to give. It might be injuries and it, it might be it might be trades, but I think the Rays are built for either one. 
Yeah, makes sense. The other thing, spring training news that I wanted to mention was uh, at the expense of the New York Yankees, who, for those that didn't know, got absolutely clobbered by the Phillies today, losing 15 nothing. We, living in South Jersey, we have local Phillies broadcasts, and I watched the game in that, whatever, third, fourth inning when they scored, when, when they put up nine runs. Oh, God, was that ugly. <laughs> And old X-ray Matt Moore, I think, started that game. He for did the, two for scoreless innings. Yeah, he he did pretty good. So hopefully, find some success in Philly. That'd be nice. Be, yeah, but uh, Yankees play like crap. <laughs> was it like 15-0? Yeah, it was real bad. Gosh, if you're gonna play in Tampa, play a little better. Jeez, <laughs> bringing the championship city down. Yeah, it's what are you doing? <laughs> It, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, so we'll, uh, you know, spring training action is still going to happen. We're, we're going to try to cover as much of it as possible. But going on in this episode, I quickly, uh, so I talked with Jared Prepod about a couple of segments. So I, a couple of small segments that I wanted to do before we got into talking more about you, Jared, and what you're doing at D-Rays Bay and all that stuff. So first off, obviously, we haven't talked about trade candidates for the Rays to get. For each of us, if we have one person that we would want the Rays to trade for, who would that guy be? Oh, well, I didn't have a trade picked out. I just had a I just had a signing that was heard from a rumor. It's just it's just I just wanted to mention the Jonas Cespedes. Mm. Everyone looking a bunch of teams scouting him out. I think a, having a good designated hitter like that wouldn't be too bad. If he could return to form how was hopefully yeah i mean i don't i i I have more uh targets that i think the rays would trade away as much as yeah yeah. that's fine this is why we're here hot takes hot takes and you know i think for for me as a Rays fan there's it's just kind of part of the fandom right you just your favorite player is probably going to get traded (laughs) so don't have a favorite player just like right that's it yeah (laughs) well for for me it's like okay you know Blake Snell got traded and I was like I kind of get it you know it kind of sucks he he's great and but you know the prospects coming back or were were really great and again it's part of the part of the race way but I think the only the only player that for me I think would absolutely gut me and probably most race fans would if and when they trade G-Man Choi. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's probably, gonna that's, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're, I don't think it's going to happen for the record. My pick for the next trade candidate, I think with Jackie Bradley Jr. being signed, it makes too much sense for a Kevin Kiermeyer trade. Mm-hmm. We've heard about it for a while. I think it's still coming. And I also think with Franco and with Taylor Walls and Vidal Brujan and Xavier Edwards coming up, Willie Adamas might be the odd man out. I, I don't know. Terrible. That, Which that would, would be terrible, especially because since he kind of seemed to figure it out last year with with this 2020, he was he was pretty solid for us last year. So mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it would be happening. I mean, I don't know. They're, the free agent for shortstops next year is insane. I could see the Rays being like, "Hey, we got one for trade." You know, you get ahead of the game. So mm-hmm. or at That's least good... after all this free agent shortstop sign, you know, odd man out next year, I could for sure see it happening. That's as far good. as a target, my ultimate target would probably Luis Castillo from the Reds. He would take in a crazy package, but Reds could use a shortstop. Willie Adamas plus plus. For Luis Castillo, you know, I don't know, but I think I think that would be a steep price. So I don't yeah. know if Rays fans would want to want to pay it. I think it would include, have to include something like a Willie Adams plus a Vidal Brujan type player plus like a Shane Boz type player to get him. That's a, I mean, that's probably a steep price, but yeah. he's a great pitcher. I would love him on the Rays. You know, why have the number one farm system in baseball if You're not you use gonna, it for some yeah. amazing trade trade pieces? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I had the same idea of the Reds. You know, 
you like Willie and and Kevin, that's like heart and soul of the team, right? It's and it's so hard to talk about, I guess, but you know, it's definitely something that you feel is coming. You just have so much outfielder depth that you you don't really need to be paying uh Kevin Kevin KK's like so subpar bet that much money you know you could like trade you trade it off you know you just gotta like when you're thinking about like the race think you know that's kind of what the that's kind of how they're thinking and the reds are definitely a target for them lewis castillo sunny gray gosh like one of them sunny gray would probably be a lot cheaper yeah that's true yeah yeah i think that they could i think they could make pieces out of both of them so yeah. Uh, you stole Castillo from me, which is not really that much of a steal because everyone yeah. wants him. Everyone, yeah. That's what everyone <laughs> Two other ones that I had in my head, which we've discussed before, is one, Joey Gallo, because I think that would be mm. awesome. And I think that, honestly, if you would want to do it, you could either platoon him or just have him start in the outfield somewhere, or you could just have him be a DH and just and let him mash 30 home runs a season. And he showed that he has much better plate discipline and doesn't strike out as much in, I think it was 2019. Uh, and then I think he got hurt, but like he's shown that he doesn't always bat 200, which at least for me, that was a positive sign. And then the other person that I thought of, and I don't know what his contract situation is now with the Cubs, but Wilson Contreras and I, because I mean, the Rays don't have really a steady catcher and they only signed Zunino and Smith to one year contracts. And I think, I mean, Mejia's is under contract for a couple of years, but I don't know if that's going to be the guy that they would want to ride or die with for the next few years. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, like, I want him to pan out so that we don't have to go get someone, but I don't know if he's going to. So if they would want to go get a good catcher, a solid catcher, Contreras is definitely, I would say, one of the best ones on the market right now, because obviously they weren't going to pay the premium for Real Muto because he was just, he was going to ask too much. The Phillies were going to try to re-sign him anyways, because they were too desperate. Yeah, I think, I mean, when we traded Nate uh, Nate Lowe for the Rangers, I I thought, I was like, is this Gallo? Is this happening right now? Because the Rays have been linked to Joey Gallo so many times. It's Mm -hmm. when there's smoke, there's fire. He's got to be. He he's got to be there, you know. And I like the I like the um, Wilson Contreras one. I don't know with Mejia, and I think Blake Hunt is also a catcher. So I think they raise that. Yeah, two. that is true. Uh, yeah, they got two catchers, and with and they, didn't they get back another catcher in the Nate Low Nate Low trade? Was it I'm, was it was it uh, uh, Eddie Berto Hernandez? Was that the guy who they got back who was a, who yes, was a catcher? But I don't think he starts as a catcher. I think he's catcher slash outfield slash. I was gonna base. say I thought that I thought that he was an outfield prospect and then kind of caught yeah Um, i mean with hunt in the mix that does throw some you know caution flags up in terms of actually trying to go trade for a catcher and i don't think that the rays would do it personally because i just don't like i feel like they would go sign a cheap you know guy for cheap rather than get for someone but who knows who knows uh our second little mini segment uh before our uh discussion to end this podcast is uh for those that don't know uh which if you don't know about this you do live under a rock and i'm sorry for you but mlb the show will be coming out with its new mlb the show 21 will be coming out in april and i don't play it that much but i know a lot of people who do and it's a good time and i'm very excited for it because i will probably be trying to play it in some sort of way but obviously with with mlb 21 or with mlb the show 21 comes ratings player ratings so i wanted to know if there were any raise players to get diamond cards so for those that don't know a diamond card is a guy rated 85 or above in terms of rating system who would be the raise guys to possibly get diamond cards this year well 
I say, since you got Randy Rosarena at four to one odds for rookie of the year, you could potentially see a like a, a like a diamond card for that. You he wouldn't get to he wouldn't get actually I take that back. They wouldn't they wouldn't jump the gun. It's a bold and, move. And give him diamond. <laughs> well, I mean they, they gave him they gave him a ninety nine. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Card, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, he also had like the craziest postseason of anyone ever. So correct. Yeah. So I mean, I could. Randy, Randy was going to be my first pick. Randy was. I was going to say Randy. Um, definitely. Um, I think an outside chance is uh, Peter Fairbanks. I think if he, Ooh, yeah, I think I, like I think he's right on that border. But I could see him. If he opens up the season. Like you know, he, he's been really great for the Braves recently. So I think if he continues his dominance, I definitely could see a midseason diamond uh, Peter Fairbanks. Um, so that those are those are my two picks. My, I mean, obviously Randy, how can you not pick him? I would also say you could also say Tyler Glass now. Maybe yes, has yeah, definitely a, a real a real team leader year. You know, a real number one guy. I'm hoping here, like he did in 2019. Mm-hmm. That new slutter, <laughs> I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a real. I think he could. He could be a good diamond card for our team. Tyler Glass knows forever my dark horse Cy Young. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's a winner. That that's a to... that's a good one. Yeah, one of these times it's gonna work. You just gotta keep rolling yeah. the dice, and one yeah. of these times yeah. it'll work. My two are Meadows and Lau. I know those are kind of like mm. the boring picks, but I'll take them anyways. <laughs> no, I think I think they're good, and I don't I don't think this person will be a diamond. I think they'll be on that border. I think Ryan Yarbrough is gonna be 88, 90, 91 maybe How? this year. I could definitely. I listen, but I think Ryan Yarbrough is our second best starter. I think. Oh he, no, I, I love Yarbrough, but I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he's worth like like that's crazy. I it's it's my hot it's my hot MLB the show take. I think eighty eight Ryan Yarbrough. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, because he is a. I'm sorry. It doesn't. He they don't do him justice in MLB. Correct. The show, yeah. Because he is God. He's just in MLB the show. He's a punk. You know. I I, I pin power worms off off him all day. But like in in real life, he's way he's way better. Like way better. Like <laughs> yes. so, it just doesn't make sense. That's my hot, my hot take. Um, oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, it's <laughs> a crazy hot take. I like the Fairbanks. Um, I think wasn't Nick Anderson? Wasn't he a diamond? Wasn't he like yeah, a Nick low? Anderson was. A- 99 postseason uh, no but like post-season. his normal card by the end of the year ended up being like an 85 yeah or something like yeah that. it did mm-hmm. so he's a guy uh i mean i don't know if it's going to happen because of what happened in the <laughs> towards the end of the postseason yeah. as he slowly uh lost you know everything in terms of his uh you know being overworked but it's a possibility uh, i'm trying to think of like other guys that might fit that but- the, the last time, the the highest current rated Ryan Yarbrough is a 76. I don't think 88 is really that out of the question. <laughs> we'll I, I was see, thinking we'll like 82. I thought you were going to say like 82. I was like, no, oh, 91. I'm, go, I'm going for it. I'm all in. Hey, that's fine. I like the hot take. I'm trying to think of like a, you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm, no, I can't. No, I I was just about to say something about Waka and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> no, I yeah. When you, who <laughs> just knows? like Waka. Who Waka knows? goes crazy. You get to the just, 80s. I, yeah, yeah, I think he can get to the I think he he has possibility of touching like maybe 85. Maybe maybe getting that 85 rating if he has a good enough season, but I don't think he's getting I don't think he's getting higher than 85. <laughs> Um, and the other part of MLB the show that I'm really excited about is Stadium Creator. Oh, um, they just, 
they just announced it yeah for this uh so like yesterday. are we gonna be able to create like the um uh whatever the heck that stadium was that they Ybor built city stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Ybor city. yeah i i think we're gonna see some ybor city stadiums and i i'm just excited to see all the crazy like polo grounds-esque crazy dimension <laughs> stadiums <laughs> 190 down the line yeah. 600 to center field yeah <laughs> just a, a green monster all the way around like <laughs> well well are, are like there like restrictions field. right now or no I, I'm not sure. I just saw the announcement on Twitter uh, yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah, so many. I mean, this is going to be like, like this is going to be like the Rays fans pitch to Stu to like yeah. to like try to get a new stadium is just stadium creator. Just just build as many new stadium <laughs> ideas as you possibly can. Who needs all those renders when you have MLB the show? Everyone exactly. They're contracting now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, I mean, how many people ended up submitting final plans for the for the Trot redevelopment site? Was it like seven different building yes. companies, right? Yeah, okay. uh, I think I think they released seven. Yeah, seven of the um of the plans, which okay. some of them included a baseball stadium, some of them didn't. So yeah, I mean, the ones that included a baseball stadium, it just looked like Truist Park. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want Truist Park. That already exists. <laughs> Although, yeah, I Definitely. you know, here's hoping we'll see we'll see what happens with the stadium. Here's hoping. And, here's hoping yeah. as always. But Jared. Uh, we have a lot of questions to ask you about what you got going on at D-Rays Bay, all that stuff. So obviously Rays fan, uh, not only a writer, but also a fan of the team. When did your fandom with the team start and all of that? I mean, I, I grew, I was born and raised in Tampa. So I grew up with, uh, with the 98 Rays. I uh, wasn't as involved until actually I probably left Tampa to go to college. Um, and, and then I was part, got right back in after that 2008 run. Uh, 2008 and from then it's been so I would say my official race fandom was probably 2008 although I love the aesthetics of the early 90s teams so is that talking about aesthetics in terms of the uniforms or just aesthetics yes in terms uniform of- rainbow the double rays when they wear those I need them to wear those all the time <laughs> yeah the, the field the, the the play on the field was not a vibe it was not it, it, it was, was a- it was not but certain like Fred McGriff was a vibe oh I mean. yeah, 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 yeah obviously <laughs> this is true this is true I, mean, I have his jersey I, I, I love yeah. Fred McGriff yeah Fred McGriff was great, you know. Wade Boggs was oh, okay. great. Jersey too. <laughs> yeah. What about the second iteration of the jerseys? I know this is kind of going off, but like that, like oh the greens, green, uh, the green and the purple, or whatever the heck that was. I have a love hate relationship with the green. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't like the tank tops, the 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 white tank tops with like the green sleeves on underneath. Yeah, ones. those were. Those I were... like the purple. I, I can't get I it's just like I like I like the aesthetic of what the rays looks like because that's our mm. basically part of our logo. So like I like that, but mm. I don't I just don't like most of it. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. at, at least my opinion. But yeah. I, I just feel like there's there's too there's too many blue, white, gray uniforms. And I love the Columbia blue rays uniform mm-hmm. uh and the dark blue, but that's I always like I like the Padres Brown one. I like oh, the Padres Brown uh, one's so, so nice. Uh, so I like the the purple okay um, and in the rainbow uh the oh, rainbow no, no, no. rainbow's goaded like yeah, like, yeah. like like we don't even need to worry about that being a, yeah. <laughs> an argument whether it's bad or not like like it's a great jersey yeah uh, so aside so your your fandom really started in 08 or like kind mm-hmm. of like restarted in 08 if you even want to say that from then when did your first involvement with with d-ray's base start you know i started in i want to say 2015 or 2016 um and uh, I literally just reached out to Danny Russell 
um, on the site, who's the managing editor on the site, uh, amazing guy. Um, and I think I pitched him a lot of theme park concept ideas. And I said, hi, I would like the raise and here's what I've written for school before. Here's some theme park concept things. Can I write for your site? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come on, come on aboard. And it's been uh, kind of history uh, ever since. So cover a little bit of everything. Uh, I do a lot of the game recaps um, over there. We're just, we're just starting our season preview uh, items um, as well. So you start seeing those coming out on the site as well. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the theme park side of things because yeah. you're, so you're, so you currently live in Orlando. Yeah. Um, and for those that don't know, Jared and his wife are, are his wife works full-time at Universal mm-hmm. and uh, Jared works part-time at Universal and has worked in basically any theme park that you can think of in the immediate yeah. Orlando area. He's probably been to maybe yeah, and a fun spot. My, my first job was at Bush Gardens. So Ooh. <laughs> Just, yeah. So going back to Tampa, I turned 16. I applied for uh, Bush Gardens and they was like, hey, do you want to go work at Montu? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, uh, I'll go work over there. So that's kind of kind of where everything started was, was there. But um, but yeah, wife works full time at Universal and uh, I'm working for uh, the trade show and event industry right now for technology. So how is that? How is that relationship like between because we talked pre pod about how you were able to go cover the 2015 winter meetings. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know, a lot of the times the winter meetings end up going to Orlando and going to Disney at the Swan and Dolphin hotels, which are in the Epcot resort area. But how often do theme parks and baseball kind of intertwine? You know, not, it's not uncommon, um, but it doesn't happen too often. You know, we, we talked a little bit about, about uh, what was it, the place where the Royals played? Uh, Woodwalk and Baseball, that was yes, what it was called. Yes, yes, thank bit. you. So a little bit there. And, you know, obviously with the Braves Spring Training Facility formerly being at Walt Disney World, you'll see a little bit baseball fans coming up from the Spring Training Facilities um, to Orlando, but with everything kind of shifting down towards south florida and over towards tampa clearwater dunedin um you don't see it too much more um so it doesn't happen uh too often and then obviously every time somebody wins a world series you know you just won the world series what are you going to do i'm going to disney world i'm going to disneyland so you'll see it uh then as well but not too often but it's always great when it does now i was curious about the so obviously at disney springs and i think city walk i think used to have something like that um or they had like that like nba jam place right was yeah, they thing. had an uh, NBA Jam rush. It was a restaurant. It was an NBA themed restaurant. As weird as yeah. that sounds. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, it does sound really weird. But I mean, <laughs> the NBA experience now exists yeah. at Disney Springs. What do you think that a that like an MLB type store or like a race type store because the Rays are the closest immediate team? Do you think that that would work there? I think the I'm MLB... going to be really, I'm going to be really brutally honest and say no because most obviously we know right, there's a lot of transplants in Florida and that does not change in Orlando. I think even living in Orlando, I see more probably the most is Yankees fans. Um, and some some Red Sox fans here and there, but mainly Yankees fans. Now, I think if you did an MLB type experience, an overall yeah, experience, yeah, I think I, that. I, th- I think that would be I think that could be successful. Um, if uh, especially in a tourist destination like Tampa or or Orlando or Miami, I think it could be I think it could be actually be pretty successful in Miami with the large Latin population down there. Um, but overall, with tourism being down across the board right now, I don't think it'll be something that those parks are interested in or even the MLB being interested in because I do think there's a marketing problem with the MLB with that, but an MLB type experience would definitely help with that. Yeah. I'm trying to like brainstorm what an M and what an, what an MLB type experience would be. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you would, you, you would have to have someone like Francisco Lindor in there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'd have to have like Juan Soto in there. You'd have to have Kyle Lewis and Tim Anderson. And obviously like, like if you're going to try to market trout, that's the best way to do it because Jesus, they don't know how to market him. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's an issue that's always kind of played the MLB and I don't know if it's an issue that they choose to ignore or if it's just a product of the game, you know, trying to make the game more accessible and easier. Although I don't, I don't think the game is that boring or anything you just it's just a steep learning curve and it's not not even a steep learning curve it's just takes a bit to get into i guess but uh so along with everything uh going back to d-rays bay along with everything there um what sort of so when you first started out what sort of stuff were you doing and how did you start to evolve in what you were writing what like like where did it start and where is it kind of ended up now and then along with that i know you talked about podcasts as well as something that you're involved in so I guess kind of describe like the entire hemisphere of stuff that you've been doing for D-Race Bay since you've been there. You know, it, it it's still, even today, it still kind of ranges from trade targets. You know, I've, I've written articles about the few, the next extension candidate, which I think was, uh, I think I said Tommy Pham, Blake Snell, uh, Willie Adamas and Brent Honeywell. Cause I'm a big Brent Honeywell fan. I hope he can make it this year. I want him to make it. Cause I want to see, I want to see it. Cause the race have the best TV angle. I think in baseball from their, from their TV screen straight it, on TV angles. And so I want to see the screwball in person on TV. Like, I just want to see it. And he was such a highly touted prospect. I just want to see him succeed in the majors too. So, and you know, I've done everything from, from those I've done silly off season, you know, off season can be kind of slow where I think I sorted the rays into a Hogwarts house. I think they Ooh. ended up being Ravenclaw. It could be, I could be wrong. Um, and then uh, season previews, game recaps um, during the season. That's kind of what I uh, do a lot of is uh, game recaps, free agent signings. When we first signed Yoshi Satsuko, um, I talked about, I tried to take his Japanese stats and kind of compare them and see how they would stack up in the MLB. Um, so just the, the great thing about D-Race Bay and about Danny and the team there is that it's always right where you want to write. So if you want, if you want to sort the race into a Hogwarts house, you know, write about it and put it in, put it, put it on the site. Um, so, uh, and with, with the podcasting, uh, I, I like to, I like being on podcasts. I like doing podcasts. That's all on Brett Rutherford and Danny and all of them. They are doing great things. They actually have three or four different uh, shows on the, on the D-Race Bay network. Um, Ashley, uh, and Brett and Darby are doing a who's on worst where they're watching terrible baseball movies uh, and <laughs> they are uh, talking about them which has been very entertaining I think their next one is Airbud, the ba- baseball oh, Airbud. oh that movie was just oh that was atrocious I know <laughs> but it makes for great conversation oh and, it does uh, but the movie was <laughs> garbage do. it was so bad <laughs> so I mean I'm, re- I'm actually that's probably the one I'm most excited for uh, is, is the Airbud one um, so a uh, shout out to, to Brett and Ashley, Darby, Danny, all those guys over there that, uh, do the podcasting. Um, and, you know, I love being on your podcast too, the raise the roof. I was just really excited to see the site and see another race, uh, race site out there more. Uh, I think a lot of people, we always get the joke that you race have no fans, race have no fans. If you spend a day on Twitter, race, Twitter is the oh, best. Ra- like, race, Twitter all. is chaotic, <laughs> it is chaotic, yeah, it, but it, it is, is so much fun. It is so much fun. It is so wild and crazy and I love it. So do you um, think, I mean, like from other, from other teams, if you've even saw their Twitter feeds, do you think like the Rays Twitter feed is, is kind of like low key, one of the best in baseball? 
I don't think it's low key. I think it's high key. One of the best in baseball. <laughs> like you know, like I, I there's so many there's so much so many good takes. And there's so many so many good uh, you know people out there doing great research and great just analytics out the wazoo on race Twitter. And I uh, you know you there's there's bad apples and all and and every bunch you know. And so you'll see when people respond to the to the official race Twitter something about being a race fan or whatever and. You're like, well, that's not really what race Twitter is about. So um, a lot of a lot of great people following on race, race Twitter. I think compared to other ones, I see some other takes on other other teams, Twitters, and I'm thankful to be a part of race Twitter. Yeah. Race fans have unmatched senses of humor. And like, <laughs> yeah, we, and like as a race we're fan, both you, cynical and funny. Yeah. You, yes. It's like you can't really lose. It's like, <laughs> it is a good time. You yeah. know, it's like uh, you always win in some way. Well, and even in like attendance, it's like, oh yeah, wow, haven't never heard that one before. That's so yeah. original. So, yeah, it's almost like uh, we've already been in the worst place. We've already traded our favorite player. Like, you can't hurt us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. This is true. Like, Gibby, I wanted to ask you something. So, going back to what what uh, what Jared was talking about with the Hogwarts houses, what house would you put the Rays into? Is is Ravenclaw? I hate Harry Potter. Okay, the then forget about that question. Thousand I went on Pottermore and I answered the question like I think the Rays would have answered. Oh, okay. And I, I'm pretty sure it came out <laughs> as Ravenclaw. Just, I could be. I could be wrong. just like I, I'm I, going I, to I, anger so. You know what? I would say, I'd say like Slytherin because you know they're crafty. <laughs> you know, I, I also hate Harry Potter, so <laughs> I don't know. It's, I didn't expect that take to be honest. So That's funny. I'm I'm gonna leave that in there. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Uh, well, I was gonna say. So I also thought of this one thing. Like, if we were constructing like a Rays style theme park, what would we do? Like, like as in like, uh, as in, like what attractions? What's would the we manta have? ride? What's the manta ride? At, That's at SeaWorld. Sea oh, yeah. we could take that and turn <laughs> that just, into. I mean, SeaWorld is the Rays. <laughs> theme park. I think. I, I think you know. It, and this is this is pretty. I feel like pretty popular within Rays Twitter of. If if and when they build a new stadium, a big request is a lazy river, right, in the stadium. Like, that goes all the way around the stadium, and you can jump in and chill in a, in a pool for the whole game. I think that if you have a theme park, you have to have a, a lazy river, right? Like, you bring the Manta Ray roller coaster, you bring in the... That would be cool. Um, <laughs> the lazy river, and you bring in a, a, a touch tank, I guess, yeah. That would, that, that would so actually be the coolest stadium in MLB. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just okay. A... Okay. Nick's the theme park idea. So if we're building a stadium, if we're building a new stadium, uh, I, I mean, I mean, I guess we can keep this as anything. But like, like, what amenities would you want to have? in oh, Gibby, what the heck is that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep dropping my mic. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. But if 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 like you guys were like the main designers, you know, like like lead lead people in building a new Ray Stadium, what would you want to see in in that stadium? Water slide, <laughs> for sure. I think in the outfield. Yeah, I think you know stadiums. Uh, was it Globe Life Park? Was the, was the last one? Yeah, uh, the last new stadium built. Yeah, um, the, uh, the grill. Yeah, the. It, I think it needs to have. You know, I, I like the the place where you can just lounge out, right? You can just kind of kind of like what uh, Petco has with that that hill in the back, where you can just like court port. Port Charlotte has those two side two sides where you can just kind of lounge out mm -hmm. and hang out. I think those would be uh, welcomed areas. And I also think a place because what the other part of the baseball game that you go there for is for the food and drinks, right? So having 
a cool place to a cool sky high restaurant or a school sky high bar that looks down over the outfield or so, or something like Ooh. that. Um, and obviously a lazy river. I mean, how can you not? That would be. How can you not dope. have a lazy river? I think also a really cool thing would be like a beach, a be like a sand beach at the park. Well, in the outfield. I thought of two things about that. So, A, what if they just had a berm in the outfield? No seats, just a berm. <laughs> that would be good. That would be wild. Isn't that, <laughs> that like would be a wild. concept for the A Stadium right now? Is that? No, I thought I just think so, like, yeah. No. Is it? Yeah, no I think it's like way. a, it's almost like a V in the outfield and yeah. it, with it's like a valley and it's like a whole just berm. Pretty crazy. Area. Yeah, it looks great. But, uh, how would it, it would it would really depend on what I would want to do stadium like where the stadium was if it was an Ebor I'd want to keep that stadium classy I'd still want the yeah. lazy river though but I'd want it to be like <laughs> a brick like kind of Camden Yards looking kind of place I think that'd be pretty cool like a, with a cigar like lounge a, yeah like a, just a classy looking place that down in Ebor if it's on the ocean though make that thing like architectural like marvel of generations mm-hmm. dude like i'm just trying to like, think like the original concepts of it how it looks could like, you, a, like the sail the sail could you like build sail? it yeah. into like the beach and just like have the sand already exist yeah if, i mean you can have it like how think right now you can have it like how uh i don't even San know francisco's if... ballpark is you have like mm-hmm. a little water place where you can hit it into the water i mean it wasn't in university right on hillsborough river or right by the by the bay yeah you could yeah you could yeah. put it yeah i don't know like i'm trying I, to figure i don't know out, what the proposed site was but i'm trying to figure out how you would just incorporate sand into it because i think that like the beach thing is cool and i know, like the padres used to do it at one point and then obviously that don't exist anymore because it's just like a party area but yeah i was gonna say and then the beach also gives me like mad 90s vibes so maybe that's where it's coming from like <laughs> just... I, I think the berm would be so much cooler <laughs> yeah. because like there'd be no rules on the berm like you sit anywhere you want it's you know a general people get trucked on the berm yeah people <laughs> get trucked that would cause immense chaos which i don't think would be a good thing but i think it would be fun i um, also think i i think i saw a concept this might be the most recent one where it was all it was like a glass without the greenhouse effect you know being in tampa with thunderstorms and things like that i think but that would be amazing if you could get not a covered roof not a dome but just like a glass you know, and you can still have real glass, real grass in the outfield because you could get sunlight in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say glass roof, lazy river, and a cigar lounge. <laughs> yes, is a good ways to go. Good ways to what, go. All, what all good ballparks have. Yes, <laughs> that would be my God. I don't know what would happen with that, but I think that would be awesome. Over these, I guess, is these last twelve years that you've really been involved. You know, you've you've been involved with kind of everything Rays fandom wise. Is there it like when you're writing? Is there ever a time that you have to kind of just um like distinguish professionalism of writing from being a Rays fan, or are the two just kind of go hand in hand with what you're doing at the Rays Bay? No, I think I think the two go hand in hand. You know, we're a race or a race site. We write about the Rays, so I don't think um there's a point where I take that out. There's a lot of smart uh you know people at uh, D Race Bay, so a lot of times. Yeah, and and, a, and great editors too so a lot of times that it'll um be hey you know this is i know this is the original direction we were taking but shifting gears i, I would probably say is um not the hardest part but just figuring out what you what you're writing about as you're writing it um mm-hmm. happens a lot uh but yeah. no it's it's a race site we you know 
with race content. We, we want to talk about the Rays all the time. This is true. What are some of your favorite moments um, just as a Rays fan uh, in these in these last few years? I mean, obviously, I'm sure 2020 probably has a special place in your heart, among other things. But yeah, I mean, 2020. So, you know, with with last year and everything, the Rays are going on this tear. They're going through the playoffs. And I text my mom and I go, so they just announced World Series would let people in. What are your thoughts? And she's like, if they get there, we're going. And so we went and we went to game four of the World Series. Uh, it was me, my brother, Jeez. my mom and my wife. <laughs> so we saw all that, all those emotions happen live in real, for real time. Uh, best baseball game I've ever been to. Best. So, I, I mean, that's that's number one for me. And I know. I mean, I feel like even if you just go through the top five, two at least two of the top five is tw- is twenty twenty. Mike Brasso off of Roldis Chapman and that was amazing. Game, game four, um, and then you know another one of my favorites is, and I think this is a little bit underrated. It was uh, Jose Lobaton's uh, walk off home run against Koji Uehara in the uh, twenty thirteen ALDS. He hit into the tank. He hit into the tank, and like, that was a that was sick. The, that was when Koji was the best reliever in baseball at the time he was he, he was just dominating and mowing everybody down so that's probably that's one of my favorites and obviously 162 and yeah but game four game four is number game four is number one for me yeah I, I, a lot of a lot of race fans love 162 but being at game four was incredible absolutely that must have been a dream <laughs> that is that's incredible just yeah. to experience all of that it was when and I said, I said to my wife, I said, Brett Phillips is, not, I'm not sure is the guy that I want right now at the plate. Oh, and I said I was, that. I was like, oh, it's going to come down to Brett Phillips. That's yep. who it's going to be. And, and I was, I eat my words? I've never, I've never been more happy to be wrong about that in my yeah, life. And when I saw the hit go down, I was like, cool, we're tied. That's all I need. I need a tie. That's it. Because Kiermaier was on second. Kiermaier scoring from second. Like everybody's running. Cause I think it was two strikes and two outs, right? Something was, like that. Or, Definitely. I don't know. It was all just a blur. <laughs> just scream white, scream white. And then, yeah. oh, it was, ultimate satisfaction. <laughs> it was, um, and then we saw Randy fall and then we saw the ball get away. And it was just, it was, it was wild. It was the, the craziest, craziest thing I've ever seen. What did you do for game five of the, uh, or the Brasso home run? Where were you at? I was at home. And I think we were on a Zoom because we were doing a T-Race Bay like reaction, I think, podcast. So I was on Zoom with the other T-Race Bay writer, and we all freaked out. I, I couldn't believe it. It, it. You can't, you can't write it. You can't write that. That was um, that was an incredible moment. I just like because I didn't want to make a lot of noise for my parents upstairs, so he hit it, and I just said, I just kept saying, "Oh my god," and pacing back and forth in my basement. <laughs> And that was the only thing that I said for probably like five minutes because I was just like, there's no way that I just saw this. Yeah, and I think my Absolutely. my wife wasn't home, but she was uh, she was watching me because we have one of those dog cameras in our living room. So I think she was she was watching me because I was going I was going crazy. I was going crazy during that game. That was and that was I, like, it, you know, there's there it's moments like that that. Even though the Rays, there's a lot of things that I'm sure that we wish were very different about the franchise in terms of maybe how it's run and all that kind of stuff. But it's moments like that that never make you want to leave the fan base. No. And especially with like how Twitter reacted to that. That was, I mean, that was an insane moment. And I mean, this, this I've, I've gone back and forth and this might be maybe not a controversial take, but if, if the Rays move, right? 
you know, it comes down to, does that take my fandom out of, is that enough to take my fandom out? And I don't know, I, if I'm being really honest with myself, I don't know if it is. Like if they move to Montreal, if they move to Nashville, if they move wherever, I'm still probably going to be a fan because of all these moments that this, that this team gave me. Um, you know, I think it would be very difficult for me to just throw all that out. So, but you know, I know a lot of people feel differently about that. But I'd be more fine with know. Nashville than I would. Like, if they went to Montreal, I'm done. But if they went yeah. to Nashville, I mean, I, I understand like, that. I, I get that. That's that's. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think if they moved to Montreal, I was probably be like, yeah, I'm still gonna watch them. I'm still gonna keep. I'm still. I probably still write about them. And yeah, you know, Nashville would be dope though. Like honestly, would I would great. be. I I am I am for Nashville. Like if they went to Nashville, now I have an excuse to go to Nashville. And I've never been to Nashville before, and that would be that would be plenty excuse for me to go. There. I would be 100% for that. Yeah, I think there's just something to me. If they moved, it just wouldn't be the same to me. It was yeah. Yeah, like after that, it doesn't feel like the same team to me. You know, like when the, uh, who is it? Which team are you trying to think of? The Ravens moved or mm. the Browns moved and they were originally, the, and then. And, and then, then the, they and became then the, the Browns came in. Yeah, and then the new Browns came in. So like, I feel like, you know, you kind of lose that kind of, you're going to lose most of that support from that uh, area you know and i feel like they're just like just just like you know you've gone i've grown up with them my whole life you know they, they've been here it would just be heartbreaking for at this for sure. point for them to go for sure absolutely I, and yeah i don't i don't think there's not a wrong answer you know there's not yeah, a, there's not absolutely. a there's not a bad take i mean maybe my take is bad i don't know <laughs> but there's not a there's not a it's um, just a take there's nothing wrong with it, it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a take it's like a guilty pleasures there's no such thing it's just yeah don't be don't feel guilty um they you know it's a everybody's gonna feel differently about it but i just think emotionally and i've seen them in person and be it would suck to miss how close they are to orlando but you know i've already invested this much in a team and i'll, I'll it's already gave me so many great moments that stick with them through thick and thin you know yeah i feel that all right well i got some quick hitters for you jared before we end this so first thing uh favorite past present and all-time race player favorite past present and all-time race player mm-hmm. oh man i know it's a loaded question this is these these yeah. why we ask the tough hitters at the end i think my my favorite in the past pre- what is what defines past so, so, so past is just like I, I would say probably past is like pre pre-08 pre-08 wow well, I mean, I mean, like, definitely, I mean, like, present is obviously, like, guys currently on the team, but past, I mean, I guess, you know, we, we've had people throw in, like, guys from the 08, 10, 11 era, um, mm. even before then, and then obviously all time is just, like, if there's a guy that kind of fits into that mold, then you can just mm. use that as that, but I know, I, I don't think anyone's ever, like, overlapped them before. Man, my feel, like, there's so many to choose from for past ones. You know, uh, obvious, obvious choice is Evan, Evan Longoria, you know, that's probably that might be my all-time favorite right but you know who's one that i that i really i think that doesn't go underrated but i just really miss a lot is malik smith um yeah i mention of malik smith on the i don't know if i don't know if he would be my all-time favorite pass player but he's but he's definitely top five i think you know i just i i really liked him on the team i liked that he was always at lightning games too i liked his big florida gold chain that was really Um, cool i love that so i i really i really like malik smith tommy fam's another one up there you know here for a short while but i I really liked him uh on the team and i I, if i'm going past pass yeah i would probably say evan evan longoria i I can't i can't not what about what about what about present day current team present day current team g-man I mean, G Man Choi. I love G Man Choi. We love G Man here. We are G Man stands. Um, 
G Man Tour with uh probably Randy as a close as a close second. And then like all those. all time I think it's still it's still Evan, you know. Yeah. All time favorite race, probably Evan Longoria. I like that. Those are good picks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh second thing. So obviously the trop gets quite a bad rap. Uh, yep. probably not warranted. Uh well yep. first, A, do you think it's warranted? And B, what do you think is the best amenity about the trop for those that haven't gone to it? What do you think is the best thing for people to experience when they're there? I don't think the rep is deserved. I think the drive, the rep of the drive to the trop, especially from Orlando, is deserved. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that drive is awful. But once you're there, I think the park, it's 72 degrees inside year round, like in Florida. Like, how can you not like that? And so I don't think, I don't think the, the rep is deserved. And when people say, you know, attendance jokes, I'm like, okay, cool. I can go get a race ticket for like 10 bucks and go see the race play. Like, you know, it's cost I'll me less to go to a race a week. Yeah. That's cost me less to go to a race game than it is to go see a movie someday. So, um, and I think the best amenity, let's see. I mean, they still have the, the barbecue. I mean, it's been a, over a year now, so I don't even know what, what they're still going to have, what yeah. they're still going to have there. Um, I think the Ted Williams museum, is a little underrated there i think if you get a chance get there early go see the museum um it's really i think really incredible and as far as food goes if taco bus is still there i love i love taco bus and i just love that they have a local tampa restaurant in the stadium too so that would that would be my my two my two things must sees it's the ted williams museum and taco bus two, two good choices there we've been asking everyone this so obviously wander watches in full effect yes uh we all want him to be on the team literally as soon as possible including opening day do you think he's getting called up this year and if he's getting called up when wander is in you know I, I see both sides wander is the number one prospect in baseball for two years running now um and i think there's only been like four players ever mm-hmm. to do that um and i think one it was like i don't know yeah, I, one of them was bryce harper. harper and then another guy andrew jones may yeah i think it was jones yeah and so there's a lot of pressure that comes with that i mean we've all seen the bryce the bryce it, the pressure got to bryce harper before um you know so i think there's a lot of pressure that comes with that so i don't I don't think the Rays want to rush that. He also hasn't played above a ball. Um, obviously, we've seen him the past, you know, that home run. He's been able to handle above a ball, but I, I, I think he, I think he starts at Triple A. I don't see how he does not start at Triple A. I think he skips Double A and goes straight to Triple A. And I think if he matches at Triple A, there's no chance that he does not get called up. Like I just, I just don't see if he's hitting 280 at 280, 300 at Triple A. Like call the kid up. Like I, if he struggles at AAA, and I think when he first went to Charlotte, he had a little bit of struggle when he first started. I think for every move up, he's struggled, adjusted, and then starts just mashing. Um, so I could, I could see it in as a September call up. I would not be surprised by September call up, but I also would not be surprised if it was a month after AAA started and he gets called up as well. But I do think it happens this year. I don't, I don't see how it, how it doesn't. All right, and then my last question for you is 2021 season predictions. You don't have to give a record if you want but what do you think is going to happen with this race team this year i mean this this division is is tough it's the al east is the i think the toughest it's always the toughest division to win in and i think uh kind of uh some things i've seen mentioned has been you know all teams are, are adjusting to the 2019 shortened season i don't know how many teams are built for the for a full season after such a short season with depth and with potential injuries um and i think the rays are really really built for that um, for longevity even with all the all the injuries you know I, I feel like we have like a 10-man rotation right now if we wanted to um so 
man, Yankees are still the Yankees are still the Yankees. Blue Jays got a lot better. I I want I want to say no. I want to say first. I want to say we're winning the AL East again. I don't think we lost. Then we lost it, Blake. Say it. Yeah, we're winning the AL East. First in the AL East. I don't know by how many games, but you know, I think I think here, folks. Jared Ward. (laughs) AL East 2021. You lose Blake Snell, you lose lose Charlie Morton, big arms. Yes. But I think the arms that they have both in the minors and you know can kind of piece together. You know, you take you take away two pitchers at five pitchers that make up. I mean, I bulk does I, make I, up I, for it. <laughs> it. It does make up for it. And I think the offense, the offense last year, especially at the world series, wasn't as good as it could have been. You know, I don't think Randy's going to repeat what he did in the postseason, but I think he's still going to be, he's still going to be really great. You know, Brandon Lau kind of struggled there and especially in the second half of the season, Austin Meadows, if he comes back in his 2019 Austin Meadows, you know, the offense, the offense is there. I think and the offense can be as good, if not better than the, than the blue Jays or even the Yankees. And, the, and I think where the race have that advantage is they have an advantage in the pitching um mm-hmm. i you know at the top of the yankees you have garrett cole obviously that kind of drops off and it drops off very quickly after that they lost and you've also you've also lost tanaka on the yankees you lost tanaka you lost paxton you lost Hap. jay Hap. like that's three out of your five right there where the race can like i said they could go a five-man rotation a five-man rotation like back to back with not as high quality arms as Garrett Cole, but you know, um, we beat, I mean, the, the team beat Garrett Cole twice in five games. So, and we won eight games against the Yankees last year. So, you know, who knows? I'm calling it, I'm calling it here first. We're winning the AL East. Let's run it back. Oh, yeah. Yes, I like yes. that. Let's, I let's like run it back for sure. Jared. <laughs> well, Jared, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk to us. Uh, where, so before we end this, uh, where can people find you on social media, find what you're doing, find everything at D-Rays Bay, all the like. Yes. Uh, find I, the D-Rays Bay website is draysbay.com you can also follow them at draysbay on twitter uh and then for me i'm on twitter at jared s ward and on instagram jared s ward uh where you can find all of my spicy hot baseball takes and spicy hot theme park takes if you're into that yes well uh jared thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us we really really appreciate it you've been awesome and uh for everyone listening uh we hope you've enjoyed this episode uh we really enjoyed recording it with jared it's been a great time uh if you haven't followed what we're doing at the raise the roof network jesus lord we've done a lot recently uh face you know, we don't have a facebook i don't even know why i said that but facebook might be coming yeah, but yeah, um yeah probably not but uh twitter instagram tiktok twitch youtube uh we got the website going all of it is raise the roof tv um except for the youtube channel it's just uh it's just raise the roof uh on twitter uh raise the roof tv rtr tv are all capitalized everything else is all lowercase for the most part um and the website just raise the roof tv.com if you guys have any comments questions anything about podcasts anything about what we're doing uh make sure to email us at our gmail account raise the roof tv at gmail.com and for this podcast you can basically find us anywhere that you're currently listening to this so spotify apple podcast google podcast all that good stuff make sure to like follow share drop us a um uh great great review all that good stuff so uh from all of us stay safe stay healthy please wear a mask and raise up raise up baby